now time for the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. The Mike Wagner Show brings you famous celebrities and amazing people from all over the world. Listen online at themikewagnershow.com and on Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And watch the interview on YouTube. So sit back and relax and enjoy the Mike Wagner Show. Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Looking for a professional website without breaking your budget? Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today at 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show, get 10% off your first order. Sonic Web Studios. Take your image to the next level. Also, the Mike Wagner Show can be heard on the themikewagnershow.com. Also, check our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Mike Wagner Show. Become a follower. Also, download and listen on Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Also on Anchor FM and Radio Public. And watch the interview on YouTube on the Mike Wagner Show. Make sure you subscribe to the Mike Wagner Show on the YouTube channel. And take the Mike Wagner Show with you on any mobile device. We're here with a wonderful gentleman who's a trucker who's been all over the country. He's the author of Rough Way to the Highway, published by Elm Hill. He's a trucker-turned-author whose book is getting a lot of attention. Talks about trucker-turned-pastor-turned-trucker after his wife, Murr. And um, you know, he'll talk more about that. And, of course, the book is doing very well. And, um, and of course, he uh, sounds like you're at a uh, convention or at a re- restaurant here. But live and ladies and gentlemen, from wonderful San Antonio, deep in the heart of Texas, the ultimate cowboy and trucker, Kelly McCoy. Kelly, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Howdy, Mike. I appreciate you having me, sir. Well, that's not a problem. So you're the author of Rough Way to the Highway, published by Elm Hill. You've been a trucker for uh, quite some time, and um, you somehow semi-retired. You uh, became an author whose book is uh, getting a lot of attention, talks about trucker turned pastor turned trucker after his wife murder. And, of course, you know, you have some interesting stories to tell. And before we get into all that, uh, tell us how I got started. How I got started in trucking, or as an author, or both? Well, 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 well first of all, let's 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 just start. You know, uh, how you became a trucker, then you worked your way to being an author. Well, Mike, I come from a uh, pretty rough background. I was uh, raised in uh, Dallas, Texas, and I and I just recently wrote the uh, first line to my autobiography accidentally while I was doing a, a written interview. And, uh, you know, I said I moved to Dallas when I was two years old because that's where the booze was. And mm-hmm. that's really true because back in, back in those days, I lived in, uh, I was born in East Texas and called, uh, a town called Tyler, about 80 miles uh, east of Dallas. And all that area was dry at the time. But you couldn't buy liquor anywhere close. So my, my dad, who was drunk all the time, used to have to drive 80 miles to Dallas to get, to get the booze. And so... We ended up moving to Dallas when I was two years old, so that's why I say it. that's I moved when I was two years old to Dallas because that's where the booze was. So I, I come from a pretty uh, rough background, as you, you can imagine. And so when I became old enough, my my way out and uh, is you know way out of all that, and also just to see the world. I became a, a truck driver. I had no back you know any background in you know trucking or anything like that. But uh, it was just a poor boy's way of saying the world. So uh, as soon as I was, you know, old enough, 21 years old, I hit the road and 
And uh, I'll let you, you know, I'll let you and your listeners do the math to figure out how old I am. But that was 1974. <laughs> 19, I start driving a truck. 1974, amazing. And uh, what did you have to do back then to get a license compared to today? Well, you know, it's funny because back then, uh, at least in Texas, what you did is you got your license first, and then you learned to drive a truck. I actually got my, uh, it's called a commercial driver's license, uh, in a one-ton truck. And I actually have a friend of mine who's about my age. He got his license in a station wagon. So that's all you had to do. It it just had to be something that was used for commercial purposes. And then uh, you you can hop in a truck, perfectly legal, you know, and drive it across the country. But I I did go to a truck driver school. And all we did is just run around an old uh, abandoned airfield, learn to shift. And then once we learned to shift... Uh, myself, another student, went out and hit the streets, and it's perfectly legal. And then we kind of learned how to drive out there on the streets. That so a, it was done back those, that back was those a, days. That was amazing too. And who did you work for back then, or who did you, uh, or how you, or did you end up uh, running your own trucking company? No, I actually worked for it was a, a trucking company called uh, Frozen Food Express (FFE). They're actually still around out of Dallas, Texas. And I visited them not too long ago. It was the same location they were at back then, and uh, so I drove with them. I drove for an uh, owner operator for a while, and uh, you know, I drove for them a couple two and a half years or so. And and in between that time and now, I've done literally pretty much everything under the sun that you can imagine. You know, as it relates to trucking. Mm-hmm. You know? And, 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 of course, what are some of the uh, biggest challenges that you have? What, and what do you consider the most difficult uh, commute that you ever had? And how did you manage to, um, to to handle it? You know, I have I have so many stories, Mike. You know, I'm, the first one that comes to mind was when I had two days experience driving a truck. Um, I was working for this owner-operator that I mentioned. And uh, I was 21 years old, as I said. And we went to uh, San Francisco, and I still can't believe to this day that he did this. But <laughs> he had uh, he had friend, had family in uh, just north of San Francisco in Marin County, and so he cut me loose by myself to just stay there in San Francisco and deliver on uh, Monday. So here I am by myself, and I proceeded to get totally hopelessly lost in San Francisco. And I know you know most of your people, your audience probably at least you know, seen movies of San Francisco and you know what it's like there. <laughs> All this chaos and hills and everything else. And I got hopelessly lost and finally found the place hours later. It was in this uh, little courtyard down an alleyway. And I went in there. It's probably the most difficult backing situation I've ever faced in my life. Was, you know, two days into trucking. Had to jackknife my truck to get in there. And, Ooh. you know, the guy at the dock, they were all laughing and all this stuff. And they finally, finally got it done. And, uh, Got out there and, and uh, got back on the streets. By this time, it's rough, rush hour traffic. And then uh, so I went uh, headed towards the Golden Gate Bridge to go to Marin County. I ran out of fuel right in the middle of the Golden Gate Bridge. This is two days into trucking. So I could I could take up your whole broker and tell you stories like that. But uh, it's, it, is, uh, it, it gets interesting out there. 
I was going to say, I love hearing more about your trucking stories as well, too. And um, we'll also include that in your book as well, too, about Rough Way to the Highway. We'll get to that in just a minute. You listen to the Mike Wagner Show at the MikeWagnerShow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. Looking for a professional website without breaking your budget? Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today at 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show. Get 10% off your first order. Sonic Web Studios. Take your image to the next level. Also, the Mike Wagner Show can be heard on the MikeWagnerShow.com. Also, check our Facebook page and like and share Facebook.com slash the Mike Wagner Show. You can also download and listen on Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, as well as Radio Public. And also subscribe to the Mike Wagner Show on YouTube and check out our interview and take the Mike Wagner Show with you on any mobile device. We're here with um, author and trucker turned author should say the author of rough way to the highway posted published by elm hill kelly mccoy he's here with us and it kind of sounds like a diner way too but you know a lot of truckers just um you know love hitting the diners and everything else and um you know wrote a book about pastor turned long-haul trucker and of course max struggles with grief and perceived failures as minister while confronted with a mysterious hitchhiker smugglers and a determined killer and perhaps you can just uh tell us a little bit more about it well, Mike McLean, he was, uh, I built a lot of uh, my own history into the story, and I didn't necessarily intend to do it, but I realized it afterwards looking back. But Mike was born, uh, he's the protagonist. He was uh, born up in Pampa, Texas, which is a little town up uh, near Amarillo, up in the Texas Panhandle. And I don't have a, a history in Pampa, but it's just a kind of, a, it, it, it has it all there, you know, they've got a, uh, they got oil, they got cattle, and they got a prison, and it's kind of a, a bleak uh, landscape up there, and it's kind of a place where you could understand somebody wanting to be away from. And his his father was a uh, you know abusive drunk, had a pretty rough background. He had an uncle that would come up there and and pick him up in his in his truck. His uncle drove a truck, come up from Dallas and pick him up. And and so they'd hit the road, and so Mac developed this unrealistic, sentimental view of trucking. And so, but he he later, when he grew up, he became a, a pastor, and also his uncle's uh, assistant. And so he moved to uh, Kerrville, Texas, up in the pan in the uh, Texas Hill Country, lived a kind of normal pastor's life until his wife is murdered probably in his 50s and so he goes back to the only thing he knows how to do and that's drive a truck so he sells everything he has buys a new peterbilt and as fate would have it he ends up going back to pampa with his first load all this is backstory mike i tell you all of that without spoiling the story the, the novel actually opens up when he pitch up, picks up a mysterious hitchhiker in right outside of pampa near the uh near the Jordan State Prison, and then the trouble, as you can imagine, starts there. Mm -hmm. and, and, of course, too, with the hitchhiker as well, too, it's like, you know, in any ways, uh, if you picture hitchhikers, um, what has been more of their uh, personalities, their needs, and how have you handled them as well, too? The the hitchhiker? Hitchhikers, well, you yes. Know, well, the the hitchhiker, you know, it's it was different, you know, back in the day, you know, when I was younger, I spent a lot of time hitchhiking myself, and then we didn't think anything, we didn't think a lot about picking up hitchhikers, but now, you know, they've 
you know, you just don't pick up hitchhikers these days. If, and even in the novel, to make it more believable, you know, not to make it more believable, but he was nudged by God, you know, he's a pastor, uh, he was nudged by God to pick up this hitchhiker. And the hitchhiker reminded him of his, you know, abusive drunken father, you know, back in his younger days. And that's why that's why he was moved to pick him up. And this hitchhiker was, you know, trouble from the beginning. Uh, and he's a, a mysterious character all the way through the book, and a and a, a thorn thorn in Mac's side. Uh, but and then all the way towards the end, and then I'm not I can't give you the ending, of course, but uh, it's that way throughout the novel as far as that character goes. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, too, they also mentioned about uh, being in ministry and everything else too. And um, you know, is is it common for uh, truckers to become pastors or pa- pastors? Uh, becoming truckers as well too and it sounds like you know you know being in ministry and also uh in trucking um have come in hand in hand as of late you know it's it's a lot more common than you would think i mean there's a lot of people out there actually that are driving uh driving their trucks and ministries and i have mobile ministries and and as a matter of fact i'm sitting here in dallas right now my wife and i miss emily uh, we're in a conference room here in the, at the Great American Trucking Show in Dallas, and we uh, met a gentleman who has who has a mobile ministry, and there's actually many of them out there, and it's actually a, a worldwide thing. I have a, a friend in uh, Australia, and uh, his dream is to is to set up one an American style ministry down there. Mm-hmm. Very common. It- it does sound common as well, too. And, of course, you know, you being an author yourself, and uh, what are some of your uh, next projects you have coming up, or what are some of the other ideas you have? Well, Mike, I've learned through this whole process, this, this is my first novel, and it is, as you said, it's done It's doing very, very well. I'm really, uh, really fortunate that way. I've learned during this process that you can either write or you can market. And, you know, that's the kind of world that we live in these days. So I, right now I'm in a marketing mode. Is marketing this thing like crazy. So, but I get all the time, I get asked all the time, you know, when's, when's the sequel coming out? You know, when's the, uh, when's the audio book coming out? When's the movie coming out? And, and all these things that I have to deal with. But um, I'm, I'm real fortunate, as I said, and people are ready for the sequel. And I, I have started on the sequel. This book actually is a totally standalone novel, but it's going to be part of a trilogy. So I have started on the sequel. I can't give you a, a time frame. Uh, also, I have another gentleman that I'm working with on a uh, nonfiction book, and I've got a lot of irons on the fire, as you can uh, as you can imagine. And also, I'm working on uh, the audio book, the uh, translations, and it's just been a wild ride, and it's just started. And, and it sounds interesting to you. It talked about uh, translations and everything else, and it sounds like you've met a number of people over the convention. And um, how, how many people have actually expressed interest or say wanting to pre-order your book or, you know, just like share stories at the convention? Oh, we've got, oh, it's, it's been unbelievable. I and mean, we've, we've gotten so much, so many, uh, so much positive response out there. It's just been awesome from all over the country and, you know, and they just all over the world. Um, but now we've, uh, I'm even uh, in discussion with a uh, movie producer ever since this movie, ever since I started on the novel from the time I was in the uh, writer's group stage. I've heard movie, 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 and uh, I can I can hear this movie. I can see this movie, you know, playing with my head. So 
I really have no doubt at some point that it will be made into a movie, and that's just, you know, I'm, I'm not a wide-eyed you know, wide kid. I know it takes somebody with a heart and a vision for it and a lot of money because it, it won't be a low-budget film. But um, but I'm getting all that and kind of dealing, you know, balancing this all the time and, and, and also, you know, starting to work on the sequel and, and all these other things that got going on with the trans. Yeah, you know, I'm on my own publicist and I'm dealing with this on myself and I'm kind of uh, learning this as I go along. It's quite an experience. <laughs> it, it sounds amazing too. We'll talk about some of your inspirations and ideas in just a minute. You're listening to the Mike Wagner Show at the MikeWagnerShow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Looking for a professional website without breaking your budget? Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today at 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show. Get 10% off your first order. Sonic Web Studios. Take your image to the next level. Also, the Mike Wagner Show can be heard on the MikeWagnerShow.com. Also, check our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash the Mike Wagner Show. You can download it and listen on Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, as well as Anchor FM. And watch the interview on the Mike Wagner Show YouTube channel and subscribe today. Also, take the Mike Wagner Show with you on any mobile device. We're here with Kellen McCoy, the author of Rough Way to the Highway, published by Elm Hill. He is a trucker turned author whose book is getting a lot of attention. Talks about trucker turned pastor turned trucker about his after his wife's murder, and you know just getting into the book as well too. And what gave you the thought of uh, writing the book in the first place? Well, my uh, writing is something I've had in my heart since I was a kid. I used to love to go to these big uh, Barnes and Noble type bookstores and just go up and down the aisles, and I would pick books out at random and read them. And sometimes I'd be so awed by the prose, I would think, you know, I could never be a writer myself. It's just way beyond my reach. And then I, I'd go to another aisle, pick up another book, and I'd think, man, this writing is just really bad. <laughs> and, you know, if somehow or another he managed to get that book up on the shelf, so I, I knew I could do it as well. But back to the rough background thing, uh, you know, guys from my neighborhood didn't go to college. They didn't write books or any of that. So I, you know, when you have that mindset that you can't do it, then guess what? You're not going to. So I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hit I hit the road and and trucking is an all consuming occupation. You know, you you're just you uh you work until you drop basically every day and that's that's kind of typical trucking. So, it's kind of hard to, you know, think about uh writing a book while you're doing all that, but it's, it 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 is something that I had, you know, stored away in the back of my mind and when you have a dream like that, it really doesn't die. It just gnaws at you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you either do it or you, you know, you, you, uh, you never forget about it. You, you'll die. The, die will, uh, the dream will die with you, but you don't forget. So I never forgot. And so when uh, I was working for a trucking company, it went bankrupt. And I thought, well, you know what? This is a good, good time to pick up my writing and take it seriously. So I did and uh, went and joined a writer's group, and that's where it got started, and the rest is history. And, and of course, too, you also had the writing bug for quite some time now. Did you take any correspondence classes? Or, or attend any seminars to uh, to get into writing, or you just went ahead and just jumped in and had somebody look at it? 
I just kind of jumped in. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I do everything in life, you know. I just kind of jump in and do it. Haven't really been taught much. I'm just, you know, self-taught pretty much everything. But uh, I just, uh, you know, joined the writers group and, and uh, got teamed up there. I did, a, you know, a little writing here and there, you know, a little bit in, in newspapers and smaller publications. That, you know, nothing significant. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's something I already had in my heart, so I, I did join the writers' group. I got hooked up with a guy named uh, John John Floyd Mills at one of these writers' groups, and and uh, he liked my writing style. And he was a he was a writer, former writer with the old uh, now defunct San Antonio Light newspaper. Uh-huh. And he uh, he started his own uh, publishing company just to help guys like himself navigate the the whole sea out there of the publishing world, which he knew, you know, everything from, you know, A to Z about the publishing. So uh, he liked my writing style, and he, he suggested he and I partner together and write a series of novels about a trucker out there. And so we, we, we started on, we didn't really start on it, but we, we kind of explored that. It turns out our writing styles are too radically different for us to do that. So... He, he went on and he wrote a couple of novels of his own and I kind of took this project and stumbled along with it and and didn't really get anywhere. And what really, well, the final motivation that made me, you know, pick this up and take it from, take it to the finish was that John died uh, a couple of years ago. Oh, my God. And I thought, boy, yeah, if he, uh, you know, if I don't do it now, then, you know, I may not have tomorrow. And none of us, you know, that we're, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. but that was the final motivation for me to, to get up there and, uh, you know, take it and see it through to completion. That is amazing, too. And uh, who do you consider your favorite authors or favorite writers? Uh, you know, I'm, well, I get that question a lot. My mind went blank. I have some uh, absolute favorite authors. Um Ernest Hemingway, I absolutely love Ernest Hemingway, even though he has a fascination with death. Oh, yes. writing. I, he, I've he read does. that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he, he does. But, I mean, I absolutely, and not only, I mean, I love his writing, but I like his whole attitude, you know. And, I, and one of the things that Ernest Hemingway said that always stuck with me, he said that first drafts are all blank, and you can fill in that blank, and you know anything about Ernest Hemingway, you can imagine what he said. But that, that and believe it or not, that was actually kind of encouraging to me because he was talking about his own writing. You know, you know, I've, I've been in writers' groups with some really good writers, but when you're through the, when you go through the whole process, you realize what, what they first put out there is really pretty bad. Mm-hmm. no matter who you are mm-hmm. and so it's just it's not you know in the writing so i, I would encourage any of your listeners out there I, I have a lot of people that i've inspired to you know take their own uh writings their own books out of their dusty drawers and start them again because they get discouraged because it's, it's pretty bad mm-hmm. and it's always bad mm-hmm. you know my writing was always bad when I first started, you know, so, and it's not in the writing, it's in the rewriting. Mm-hmm. And it really, it's, it's perseverance more than anything else. You have to just keep with it and keep with it, keep with it, and be able to take criticism because uh, you're going to get it one way or the other. You can take it during the process or you can let the reader do it later and they, they will be merciless. So <laughs> it's, uh, 
that's how the process goes. That is amazing. I think we're all inspired by it as well, too. My wife happens to be a writer as well, too, and, um, you know, get awesome. some good inspiration. Yes, we'll talk more about about that off the air. But um, also, I was going to ask you as well, too, um, what are some of your favorite books that you have read, and uh, what are some of the books, if you recall from memory, like you've read over at uh, Barnes & Noble? What kind of stood out to you? What kind of stood out at Barnes & Noble? You know, I mean, I've got, I, 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 got I was talking the, about the books, I mean. The books that I read? Yes. Uh, just the books that stuck with me? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, th- this this is going to sound, I, I don't mean it for it to sound pious or anything. It's not in that in any way that way. But I, I, I just recently had an interview, a, a written interview. It's Amer- for the American uh, Christian Fiction Writers, which they're going to hold their... Uh, uh, convention in San Antonio next month, and I got that question uh, written down, and I did gave it a lot of thought. And you know who I came up with, and this is my, he's really is my favorite is the Apostle Paul. Nice. And and yeah, he, the Apostle Paul, you know, wrote half of the New Testament, mm-hmm. and I don't even call him Saint Paul, the Apostle Paul, but just wrote, uh, refer to him as Paul. Correct. Yeah, like the and Bible. Then I can, it's just yeah, and then I can think of him as just a man, you know, and and so here he is, somebody that's been uh, uh, beaten nearly to death more than once, literally one lash away from being killed, because uh-huh. uh, they gave you the forty lashes minus one, because they thought that the forty would kill you. Right. So and then he's he's sitting there in, in a prison. And so he and he wrote all these things. I know that he, you know he's under inspiration of God, but I I can read that and I think wow, and I think I have problems with writer's block, mm-hmm. you know. And it, so and I and my circumstances seem to be uh, challenging. So he 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 is honest to goodness the man that I admire the most as a writer. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, I was going to get to part about Barnes and Noble. What fascinated me about Barnes and Noble? Well, I should, it's just the huge bookstore. I mean, I, I just I can get lost in there all day long. And I'm, and I hope those uh, you know books bookstores uh, is, are around for a, a very long time. You know, as, as you know, so many of them have closed. But I just love to spend. I could spend days in a Barnes Barnes and Noble that kind of store. And I just love, there's nothing like it to be actually be able to go in there and physically pick up those books and thumb through them and read them and sit down, you know, and look through all these books. And and uh, so, I, you know, I encourage people to support those kind of stores as well, you know. They can uh, they can go to Barnes & Noble and buy my book or they can go to any bookstore and buy it. You know, it's available anywhere, literally. And make sure you, buy, and, uh, and make sure you get yourself a coffee and a cookie as well, too, at their, uh, at their little cafe. There you go. Yeah, I spent some other money while you're there. So, yeah, I, I really encourage people to do that, you know, and the, the price is not that much different anyway. So, you know, support your local, local business there as well. That is amazing, too. And, of course, I was going to ask about the most challenging. You pretty much gave that. What do you consider the most memorable moment, either in writing or, say, in uh, trucking? Well, the most memorable moment I, that comes to mind in the truck now is, again, when I was young and stupid, I'm writing a whole book about my young and stupid stories. It's not it's not uh, about the young and stupid stories per se, but about how that how the uh, life lessons that you teach you, that they teach you, because, you know, life is a great teacher, Mike, right? I mean, you know, you don't have to go to school to learn these things if you pay attention. 
But I was probably about six months into my career back in California again. I was a little uh, north of Los Angeles going through the Grapevine Pass. And this is the way that it's, it's, it's in trucking and still to this day in many places. I was had that much experience, but I was the lead driver and I had the more experience of the two of us. Mm-hmm. So here I was in charge of everything and I was going to go through the uh, uh, Grapevine Pass north of Los Angeles there, which is like an eight-lane freeway going through the mountains there, but it's a steep, steep mountain pass, which, uh, you know, it's infamous for all the, you know, wrecks and all the Harley's horror stories. So I was going to go through there, and uh, so I stopped just as a precaution to be super safe. I stopped and had my brakes adjusted, my trailer brakes adjusted. And then I took off there and, you know, I got to the summit and, and back to the young and stupid things. You know, there weren't any California Highway Patrol cars around, so I didn't stop at the brake check station because I just had them adjusted, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, I went down the other side and started using my trailer brakes to discover that I didn't have any trailer brakes at all. Uh-huh. And so I went I, and so I started applying my tractor brakes and... And so the brakes started smoking more and more and more, and Uh-oh. then uh, they got red hot, and I'm nothing but a big old ball of smoke going down the highway at this point. And so when you go southbound, you get down towards uh, L.A. or headed towards L.A., there's a sharp right turn that the freeway makes, again, four, lane, you know, four lanes each direction. And I realized I was not going to make it around that curve uh, without flipping over and killing I don't know how many people. Oh my Again, goodness. here I'm at 21 years old. So, uh, so I looked off to the side of the highway and decided I was going to take my truck over the side of the mountain rather than kill all those people. And so I did the last thing that I could think to do, and I was standing on all my brakes. I popped my emergency brake. Uh, so, well, my parking brake. So, I, you know, if you know anything about the delay system in an air braking system, it takes. Uh, you know, it takes just a seconds to dip for that to hold. Well, those second or that second or two sound like an eternity when you're going through a, down a mountain like that. So I went up to the over to the shoulder. I was ready to go down the side of the mountain, and so then the brakes started taking hold. Wow! And it started slowing down, standing on every every brake I had. Pulled over, finally got the truck stopped. Thank God. Plop my head on the steering wheel, and just breathe a sigh of relief. And, and then, right behind me there, the, my co-driver, who knew nothing about any of this, poked his head through the uh, through the uh, the curtain there and said, "Everything all right, Kelly?" "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm good. You know, we're we're good. I said, a little bit tired, you know. Everything's cool." So, so I. You know, I stopped there, and then the, another truck driver pulled behind me, and I didn't even know how to adjust the trailer brakes at the time, but it turned out that, that the mechanic who adjusted those brakes turned them out all the way in the wrong direction, and so I had no brakes, and, you know, so he showed me how to do that, and, the, and so we, we uh, survived that, thank God, myself and my co-driver. That is the first young and stupid story in, in my book that are coming out. But you know what that taught me, Mike? Don't rely on somebody else. When it comes to your life, you're, and this book is about health and wellness and all that. But uh, So you can't turn your life over to, to uh, experts mm-hmm. and expect them to just take care of it because that, 
that could something like that could happen to you. You know, an expert's just another fallible human being with a you know a degree or something. Mm-hmm. So, I I think I like how you put that as well too, and um, you know just uh, a nice way of putting it. And I think that's great advice. And um, also uh, you know speaking of advice, um, I, I guess we hit upon the biggest influence. Uh, what is the best advice you can give to anybody when it comes to writing? Well, the thing you have to do with the writing is just have to sit down and write. And that's, that's the most difficult thing for any of us to do who are writers, you know, because writers, I don't care how experienced you are, we, you know, we, there's a, it's a running joke about it, you know, you block out all this time and you think, finally, thank God I have all this time to write. And then you sit down and you try to write. That's really the last thing you want to do. And then you go about trying to find ways to avoid writing. And the, the joke used to be, you know, you take the, you know, sharpen pencils, you do everything, you know, arrange everything, get everything set up just right. Now you've got the internet. Well, you think, well, now I've got to do some research. So then you start researching everything. And, and then it turns out you don't get anything done. I mean, writing is just really difficult to be able to focus for that. And especially for a novel like I've written here, it's, it's very creatively written. And so to just create a, a whole new world out of, out of, out of thin air like that, to write a book, from beginning to end, hold somebody's interest is a, is a challenge, and it seems kind of overwhelming at times. But to answer your question, Mike, you have to just sit down and write and persevere, and and don't quit. That's that's what it takes. I mean, I you know most people who start books don't finish mm-hmm. because they start running into these difficulties. Right. And and then they end up their drawer their their uh, book ends up being stuck in a drawer somewhere and they never finish. I hear these stories over and over and over again mm-hmm. and i've inspired many people to pick that pen up again and start just start writing again and and i think that's great too it's wonderful uh, how you talk about it and before we let you go we know you're very busy and um it almost sounds like you're in a diner too and uh still talking with people and uh maybe you order a little apple pie and coffee for us so what are, <laughs> what are your upcoming projects your website and how do people contact you and where can they purchase a book well, the book is literally uh, available anywhere books are sold. You know, I mean, that's the way I put it, Amazon or anywhere books are sold. It's available anywhere online, Amazon, you know, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Kobo, uh, and, you know, anywhere. Um, and so you can get it online anywhere throughout the world. And it's also beginning to become available in some physical bookstores. It is in some Barnes & Nobles. It's in Indigo in Canada, a number of their stores. And so, uh, and you can look it up online. If you forget any of those places to go to, just, you know, type in Roughway to the Highway or Kelly Mac McCoy. You got to get the Mac in the middle. Kelly Mac McCoy, and you type in Kelly Mac McCoy, and it'll all come up. So you, you can get it anywhere. Yeah, okay, that's great. We'll do that. And uh, Kelly, just want to say thank you very much for your time. You've been fantastic. We know I got to hit the road sometime soon, but uh, just want to say, look forward to have you on again soon. And uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, you've been fantastic. And please do us a favor and keep this up to date. We'll do it. Thank you so much, uh, Mike, for having me. I appreciate it, sir. Thanks for listening to The Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Listen online at themikewagnershow.com and on Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And watch the interview on YouTube. Also, become a sponsor of the program and or donate today at themikewagnershow.com. Join us again tomorrow for another episode of The Mike Wagner Show.